Consequence Podcast Network. How dare you, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Nick B. B. My fun fact about Nick B is that one of our other fans in the Facebook group, Beth, has a, a little boy. He's like six. She like listens oh. to the podcast in front of, which I don't recommend. Yeah, I don't. We are <laughs> not hey, for we're children. We're not here to judge and your I, parenting. Yeah, exactly. You know, you do you. Yeah. But it's a fucking bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the kid loves Nick B because that's how we started every episode. And yeah. then, you know, with this whole global pandemic stuff, uh, people have been sending video messages on the, the, the Facebook, Facebook group. group. That's yeah. been awesome. I've so loved her, that. Her son's been talking to Nick B and he's been talking back and it's been like super cute. Wait, through video messages? Yeah. Oh, I know. That's so sweet. It is really sweet. Guys, join the Facebook group. This episode also brought to you by Spider Tom. Spider Tom sounds like the name of someone who like works at a carnival. All right. So this week I got the Brazilian wandering spider. The Brazilian wandering spider is a large brown spider similar to North American wolf spiders. Wolf spiders jump. What? No. Mikey I fun don't, fact. I can't have that <laughs> knowledge in my brain. Well, this spider apparently just wanders around aimlessly. But they're bigger and possessing a more toxic venom. It has the most neurologically Ugh. active venom of all spiders and it was regarded as the most dangerous spider in the world. Really? really? I've yep. never heard of it. Well, that's because it was right behind you the whole time. <gasps> Brazilian wandering spiders are active hunters and travel a lot. <sighs> so, you know, they're coming to your town. You can see one smoking <laughs> on a Greyhound bus. like He's got his suitcase with like the stickers on it. Exactly. Yeah. I've, been, um, I've been everywhere, man. <laughs> I'm looking for work. I've seen all kinds of spiders. <laughs> um, they tend to crawl into cozy, comfortable places for the night. And sometimes crawl into fruits and flowers that humans consume and cultivate. What? This episode also brought to you by Rebecca. Rebecca. Do you have your movie themed pickup line, Mikey? I have a virus themed pickup line. Okay. Mm. I'm nodding my head, but I'm very scared. I mean, with current events and the movie. Sure. Yeah. Hey, Rebecca. Ooh. Why don't you come over and we'll become a quarantine? (laughs) I love this. Oh, wow. All right, well. And if you are on a quarantine yeah. and need an outfit to Absolutely. wear the matches, get some Disney ears. On Straight On Tell Disney. Yeah, when they open Etsy. the parks back up, you can take them back over there. Yeah. yeah. This episode also brought to you by Ryan. Ryan. So Ryan keeps calling um, work meetings where I have to look presentable. And now that I'm working all day long. Oh, do you mean like Skype work meetings yeah. or like Zoom meetings? Yeah. Jen, mm-hmm, as a to... proper lady, you should always look presentable. Hey, so Ryan makes really misogynistic comments when I'm trying to do my Patreon this, uh, stuff. This took a turn real quick. Wow. This episode also brought to you by Matt. Hey, Matt. And Matt is from Sweden, and he wanted us to say some Swedish facts. Okay. So here's one for you. Swedish parents are entitled to 480 days of paid parental leave. And of those, 60 days are reserved for the father. In 2012, dads used 24% of total parental leave. That sounds amazing. So they have That's cool. 480 days of paid parental leave. Hey, America. Yeah, how much? What are you Jen, doing? Jen, you've had two kids, right? How many uh-huh. have you, how many days do you guys get? I got eight weeks because I had C-section. And that I is. I had six, if not. And that's just for me. Well, I actually, with my new promotion, <laughs> I, know. I, I get 12 weeks. Paid paternal leave. Now you just got to find someone to. <laughs> I just had to knock somebody yeah, out. Listen, Mikey uh, is single and looking to mingle ladies. Well, maybe you can find a nice Swedish girl. I would love that. Get, get to the Orga Borgen. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time for another episode of The, the Patreonicals. Patreonicals. If you remember last week. Yeah. 
the Sunny D virus has broken out. Yeah, Sunny D nineteen. It was Isaac's plan to eat more people and to get stronger to defeat Matthew. Right. But the Sunny D virus has grown out of control and uh-huh. turned into a global pandemic. Uh-huh. Oh man! Riots in the street, <laughs> fires. Shit's gotten yeah. stuff's gotten bad. More like the world we live in now. <laughs> yeah, it's funny how it's dovetailing. Yeah, Eddie has created a magical animal sanctuary. Where he has gone to retreat for the virus. Isaac has finally confronted Matthew. Okay. Yeah, he says, Matthew, you killed my brother, if you remember. Prepare Prepare to die. die. Prepare to die. Uh I do remember that. It's a thrilling fight. Uh Uh-oh. Picture it in your head. It's like the Matrix stuff. Ooh. Right. Agent Smith versus Neo. Uh Isaac has consumed 1,000 people. That's a lot of people and a very specific round number. (laughs) Well, he... he, It's like it's not real. He's a man who achieves his goals. That's right. He had it on his Fitbit. That's what it was. That was his goal. Gotta gotta hit those people steps. Yeah. (laughs) When he confronts Matthew, he destroys the Mary Poppins umbrella. (gasps) What? Oh, my God. He takes it and he snaps it in two. How will we fly? How will we time travel? How will we track teeth? How will we bring people back to How life? How will we dispense Kleenexes? I know. These are the questions. This is the end of the Patriarchals. <gasps> what? Oh, it feels like it. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. That was quite a ride we went on in three seconds. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry I set you up for that. Jen, what that's called is an alley-oop. Isaac proceeds to take the umbrella and he throws it really hard. He's got super strength and Well, is it, it's point. broken in half, right? Yeah, yeah. So which half did he throw? <laughs> the handle half. Okay. Right. There was a man walking up a hill. Oh, shit. <gasps> Uh-oh. <laughs> it's a curved handle. Okay, like oh, a no. boomerang? No, I don't not. like how much you're laughing <laughs> before you say this. I like it. <laughs> so the throat is really soft in the middle. You know, you, you, if you're going to impale someone, you can do it through the throat. Guys, if you were looking for impalement tips, yeah. <laughs> Mikey's got you covered in this week's Patreonicals. <laughs> the umbrella handle goes through his throat. That oh. <laughs> he was hiking on this pretty steep thing, so he he's still alive, but he's like falls. Right. He, he rolls towards the cliff, grabs towards the rock, his fingernails come off, all that stuff. Oh! Oh, that got real graphic real no. quick. And he falls down off the cliff. He's hitting the side and bouncing off a little bit. <laughs> Ooh. This is insult meet injury. <laughs> he, he falls in the ground. and He actually lands in pretty softened water. Oh, okay. But then a grizzly bear. <gasps> a swimming grizzly bear? They can swim. They can, That's I know. That's how they eat fish. He oh, was right next to the stream catching salmon. But this time he caught a Derek. <laughs> yeah. And you then, know who could have helped him with that? Eddie. That's oh. true. <laughs> but Eddie, it was too far away. So he gets eaten alive by the grizzly bear. He's, he's, he's pretty oh, Sorry, dear. That guy dies a lot. All right, so back to the main fight. Um, okay. Isaac is beating Matt's head in. Right, with the umbrella or just in general? In general. He okay. thinks he's, he leaves him for dead and he's gone. Okay. Sad that he's accidentally destroyed the world because there's also like the cannibal zombie outbreak going on around the world. But also happy he gets his revenge. <laughs> So he's gone away, but he's right. still got super strength and all that stuff. Yeah. Eddie finds Matthew's body and puts it on the back of a uh, rhinoceros. Yes. Yeah. And um, drives him back. Dri- he drives the rhinoceros back. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, like from a coal cart behind the rhinoceros. Yeah. Oh, my God. Eddie's created an, uh, a sanctuary. Has he created it, or did he use animal oh, he slave animal, labor? Okay, that, animal that's slave. Fine. Well, he has an agreement what? with them. So it's a lot like Swiss Family Robinson. It's oh, a lot yeah. like that. There's yeah. like wooden walls and all that stuff. Except not as problematic. Yes. And then okay, Eddie, Eddie is like, oh, my gosh. We, he's setting up and saving his animal friends from the apocalypse. Right. <laughs> At the end, Matthew wakes up, but he has no memory. And that's the end of this episode. <gasps> oh Was it God. all a dream? Find out next week on another episode of The The Patriarchals. This episode also brought to you by Chris. 
Hey, Chris. And this time, more than ever. Chris wants you all to know that you are loved, heard, and listened to. Yes, Chris. And we know times are hard right now. Everybody's losing it a little bit. Hey, check out the Facebook group if you haven't. People are posting videos. It is, yeah. We're all coming together because there's just... You know, everybody's got free time. and Well, yeah, and a lot of people have been through a very, very hard time because yes. of this. People have been laid off or furloughed or whatever, and mm. it's a lot of support going on. So check it out. It really and is. Thank it's you, really Chris, nice. so much for having this weekly reminder. Yeah, and we make a bunch of jokes, but we love you, and we see you, and we care about you, and join the Facebook group, and we'll talk and stuff. Yeah. Theme music. I'm the sheriff, and you're the deputy. <laughs> so when I say play, you play. You don't have the authority to get sick. Theme music. We got to play you. Jen continuing to talk about how sexy Timothy <laughs> Olyphant is the entire movie. And listen, I, I'm here for it. I make no apologies. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Every time you said, he's real hot, I was like, I mean, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's not not hot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I am very, very straight. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Horror Virgin, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. And I'm the straight Horror Virgin Todd, which means I don't like scary <laughs> movies, but you guys make me watch them. And this week, if you wondered if the U.S. would ever nuke a city because mm-hmm. of a pandemic-style outbreak, they definitely would. Todd, that's crazy. Well, this week, you, New York. <laughs> <laughs> or Washington. Or San Francisco. This week, we watched <laughs> The, the crazy <laughs> All right. Have you guys seen this movie before? Yes, I saw it in theaters back in, in 2010, 2010 is when it came yeah. out. Yeah, awesome. Did you like it then? I did. I really liked it. Awesome. Jen, same question. I rented it after it came out, and I you with the rentals, I know, man. man. Your whole pickup style was blockbuster and then busting her. Nope. I've made out. Block, <laughs> hang on. Block, block busting her. Blockbuster. No. <laughs> that was my move, man. It was nice. Blockbuster I've wine <laughs> and good time. I've made out with a lot of people in that blockbuster. No, in just... the blockbuster. <laughs> Jen, I mean, the shelves, you know the dignity. shelves were high. They were pretty high, know, yeah. You know, you can get felt I don't up. remember. I was young. <laughs> Everything was high. <laughs> yeah, because I was four feet tall. tall. Yeah. You must be this tall to ride the blockbuster ride. Or a Jen. So, Jen, you <laughs> rented it, right? Did you actually make it to the end before you guys commenced with the, uh, the sexy the time? getting down, the craziness, if you will? Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, you know what? I don't remember hardly anything about this movie. So, so maybe it started not. very quickly. So what you're saying is you are with someone who was hotter than Timothy Oliphant. I mean, that doesn't exist. That's true. But, except for Corey. But, like... <laughs> the podfather, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Jen's libido aside. I remember liking this movie a lot, but as we watched it, I didn't remember hardly anything that happened in it. Except for, like, the pitchfork thing. Sure, I remember you saying that. Yeah, Did yeah. you like it today when we watched I it, I loved it today. Okay, so yeah. even though you didn't remember it, you still liked it as right, much. Right, yeah, exactly. okay, cool. I had never seen it before, clearly. Uh, and maybe it's just because I'm still stuck on a stranger's hangover and how bad that movie was. But <laughs> this was awesome. I thought it was great. 9,000 things more happened in this movie. Yes! Than in this movie. Like, shit actually happened. Everything made sense. They did stuff that I would be like, oh, that's what I would do. And then it still went wrong and everything made sense. So it, like, was scary. I didn't love the jump scares in it. But it was, I'll say, I think it was a great movie. I really enjoy this film. I liked it in theaters. I really liked it today. The tension is great. The pacing is amazing. Yeah. It's like it's like a suspense film throughout. And it just goes. It starts and goes. Uh-huh. Even its jump scares are not super cheap. Like, no, the, the I don't way think they, they interact, like, they introduce people behind them, it's just like super yeah. creepy how the Right, which is. I think they did in Strangers, too. Mm-hmm. But, but like, I think they do it better yeah. here. Well, and one thing I like about this is it reminded me, like, in feel a lot of Overlord, you know? Like, because it's, it's oh, built. It's yeah. sci-fi horror, it but is. I think it's much more, it feels much more like action horror, which yeah. I love when you can pull off good action horror. 
It's awesome. I so badly want to make a Call of Duty reference. <laughs> I want to be like, this movie gets to that 25 kill streak and then drops a nuke on the city. So like, <laughs> it, it definitely does amp up the action. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's entertaining. I think I think it has mass appeal. Which is why it surprises me that this movie is like I had forgotten about it until just we had a global. That's pandemic. because you didn't really watch well, it so much as you made out to someone to it. I right? watched certain characters in it. Right. <laughs> Very close. Oh, so what you're saying is you aren't with someone who was attractive as you wanted them, so you. <laughs> Rented a Timothy Oliphant movie so you could focus on someone else. Everybody looks like Timothy Oliphant in the dark. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, listeners, just be aware this is a Thirsty Gin episode. I will try to contain myself. I'm pretty sure that that was not up for debate at this point <laughs> yeah. in the podcast. All right, well, let's get into the fucking movie. All right. So we start with a building on fire and a crazy, fiery hellscape it's of a town. It's not just a building. It's like the whole yeah. main strip of it's this town. Yeah. yeah. This scene reminds me of when the whole town goes crazy in Gremlins. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. Although you don't really see anyone on Main Street. It's just like on fire and shit's right. going crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, the whole street is burned out. And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And then we hear Johnny Cash singing. And the Johnny Cash song in the beginning, the reason they have those is because those begin and end the original. So that was kind of oh, a okay. nod to the original. Oh. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It sounded like old Johnny Cash, not young Johnny Cash. It was. Though. It sounded like it was on the acoustic album that he did right before he died, which is great. I think he it was. He hurt on that, mm-hmm. but he just sounds so old, and some of the songs like are amazing. But so we're seeing somebody driving through like some Iowa cornfields, and we see a real close-up on a wedding ring, so I guess they're telling me to back off a little bit because Timothy Oliphant is married in this movie. Yeah, and he's in a, he's in a sheriff car, right? Mm-hmm. And he's driving... There's like a montage of like different parts of the town. Yeah, they're really setting the scene. This is the main street. It's like, this is a really small farming town. Yes. It's very wholesome. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so then we go to a doctor's office. Yeah. They do, though. I mean, basically. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So there's a nurse talking to a female female nurse talking to a female doctor. And we're going to find out the nurse's name is Becca. And she's like 17. And that the doctor's name is Judy. And she is the luckiest woman in the world and married to Timothy Oliphant in this movie. Right. Yeah. I mean, they're like a power couple in this town because he's the sheriff of the town, Mm -hmm. top lawman, and she's like, I assume one of the, if not the only doctor in town. Right. Um, She's talking to Becca and we find out Becca wants time off and she's secretly dating someone. And so then we cut to Timothy Oliphant and we find out he is the one driving with the close-up ring and he's at a baseball game. And I love how this opens. I love it too because he's at the concession stand getting coffee Mm -hmm. and the guy's like about to charge him. So the principal comes up and says the sheriff doesn't pay for coffee and then... He's like, the principal pays for parking tickets. Yeah, it just shows they have a good relationship. It does, yeah. 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 I did forget about that. Um, And so because he didn't have to pay for this coffee, he just drops it on the ground. Yeah, when he sees the guy walking out of the field, yeah. (laughs) And he doesn't. He actually dramatically drops it, and I was a little worried that it was going to be super cheesy when I saw that, but it's not. But he's also talking to his (laughs) deputy, No, because the guy has a shotgun. He's also dressed and looks kind of like the bad guy from Men in Black 1. Oh, yeah. Edgar. Edgar. He's got an Edgar suit. He's wearing an Edgar suit on, yeah. let's talk about who that is, though, because, okay, so. We're watching the baseball game. Right. And he notices somebody walking into the outfield who looks like, kind of looks like... Edgar. I don't like Men in Black because Edgar is so gross. He is gross. But this guy is also... Gross. He is. Okay, so he's just kind of wandering onto the baseball field from the outfield, and he's got a shotgun in his hand. Yeah. And, I mean, Timothy Oliphant is, like, ready to go. And so he walks up to him. He's His name is Rory. He's I mean, like, that's his job, though. It he's, is. And he's a good—I'm not saying he shouldn't do that. He's a great sheriff. Yeah. The deputy kind of stays back, which is kind of weird. 
Yeah. yeah. The deputy does not do a great job well, here. Well, and all that to say is we immediately learn Timothy Oliphant is on top of shit in this town. Oh, yeah. Like, and so he's walking on. He's trying to talk to him. And we, he's like looking no, strangely. And he's got a nosebleed. And Timothy Oliphant thinks he's drunk. Well, yeah, because yeah. we find out later he had a problem with alcoholism. But then he yeah. was in recovery for uh, two yeah, years. Yeah, and he was right. really yeah. proud he, of it, before too. Before that, yeah. he used to be the town drunk. Right. Right. But yeah, but Timothy Oliphant does a good job of trying to like de-escalate him verbally. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What bothers me about this is when the guy pulls the shotgun up to like shoot Timothy uh, yeah. Oliphant, mm-hmm. and he continues to like try and de-escalate it. His deputy doesn't just drop him immediately. Right, right. Well, because he's got at first he's got the gun at like at his waist. Yeah, you, you know? might say he's like hip firing. Right, it. right. And then when he pulls it up like at shoulder, well, height, that's when Timothy shoots he him. He's him just right like, away. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, right. Yeah, and so this guy Rory is dead. But then and immediately runs to his aid, which is what they train police officers. Yeah, do. he does. Yeah. I mean, he, he, you could tell and. I, th- I think Timothy Oliphant's not the best actor in the world, but he's definitely serviceable, right? Am I right, Jen? Oh, he's serviceable. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. serviceable. I can teach him how to But I mean, I just think he does a good job of conveying that he did not want to shoot this oh, guy. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then yeah. he cares about him, too. Yeah, absolutely. he knew him by name. And yeah. I imagine this would, like, we see him later on, like, having a really hard time with this, which I imagine. But what else was he going to do? I like, bet Timothy Oliphant in this movie, I mean, I know he's a character in the movie, but it's a small town. I bet he knows pretty much every adult in the town by right. name. It's 1,200 people. Like, well, yeah, and that's, I mean, part small. of his job yeah absolutely you know? yeah but so he shoots him and then as we see that happening we see a zooming out on like a, a, like a satellite, satellite image yeah yeah and it reminded yeah. me what was that enemy of the state movie with yes Smith? enemy of the state yeah 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 it reminded me of that and it says something Ooh, about Gene population so good population 1200 initiate quarantine yeah yeah Whew, guys and i'm not gonna lie like with all the shit that's going down there were some parts of this movie that scared me more than they would have normally oh because know? of what's currently going on uh-huh. yeah 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 and i mean what's we're not on? nearly to this level <laughs> i fair. think current events make these movies a lot more believable <laughs> well this one specifically yeah right anyway so they're at the morgue and timothy is talking to the wife of the wife of the guy he shot rory and the oh son. my god and yeah it's really sad he talks to the corner first and then he walks out and it's like mm-hmm. the funeral manager funeral home manager guys he's a religious figure okay so it's the priest when timothy oliphant yeah. walks out from the mortician guy the priest is like don't do this now right. which i i think is not necessarily bad advice but i mean he apologizes like right i don't know i thought that was a, yeah, he tries to tell the family there's nothing I could do. He yeah, had a shotgun. Like, right. I, I mean, I had to. But in, in truth, and we just saw it, and his family didn't, so we know that there was right. literally nothing he could do. Right. But, I mean, it's still super sad. Well, and he assumed that he was drunk, too, and so the wife yeah. was like, no, he hasn't been drinking. He was really proud of his sobriety, you know, and then slaps him, and I can understand both of them, like... <laughs> Uh, the slap's a little weird because he really looked like he enjoyed it. If you pause I the mean, movie right when Timothy Oliphant gets slapped, his eye has a look of both recognition and enjoyment. It like, does. Dr. Judy, we have a to-do list. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned a little bit about myself today. Yeah, I hope this doesn't awaken something deep and dark inside me. <laughs> and it did, Timothy. It did. All right, so she slaps him. And it's really sad. I feel really bad for everybody oh, yeah, everyone in Everyone involved, scene, it's so it's sad. it's just one yeah. of these things, yeah. you know? All right, so now we see Judy waking up in the farmhouse that she, luckily shares with Timothy Oliphant but he's not in bed so she goes outside to try to talk to him and he's like doing his feelings shaving of the wood yeah it's just like the witch where the dad's chopping his wood but this time it's just shaving wood guys in general like to play with wood when they're down no no, I I get it Mikey you can say it in my internship they just like (laughs) (laughs) how'd you get that internship Mikey no 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 was it unpaid yeah it was unpaid so it was just over no I I did uh, therapy on adolescence what I found out was when he would go on walks, they would talk more. Guys, uh-huh. need, guys 
talk a lot when they're more active. Yeah. And when they're not looking at each other. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. So don't look at me. I read um, some Cosmo article that said if you have to have a serious talk with your boyfriend, do it while you're driving somewhere. Yes. Because they can't escape and they're, oh. they don't have to look at you. If I learned anything from Vanilla Sky, that's a bad idea. Is that what you're saying, Jen? No, oh. I would never. I literally had a girlfriend once tell me if a girl ever says, I would never, it means she would. And she did. And has. <laughs> and then she started saying that to me. She like legit told me her own tell. Really? And oh, then like God. six months later used it on me. And I was like, oh, okay, shit. Mm. <laughs> I would never. Yeah, that, it, it was like literally six months to the day later. It was hilarious. I mean, in a very sad, sad way. No, I feel like tragedy and comedy are very close. They to are me. so close. <laughs> if I learned anything from A Quiet Place. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we also find out that she is pregnant right now. Although she, it's very early on because she's only just a little bit showing. Um, okay, so now he goes to work and they get a call and we find out that Rory was not drunk after all. So what the fuck? What happened to this person? Well, he went crazy, Janet. Did, well, you, did you not watch the movie? Oh, is that why they call they it, explain it, it crazy? The <laughs> listeners don't know that yet. Oh, That's my bad. That's true. Yeah. They really should, alert. What? Guys, you should watch the movies before you listen <laughs> to this or have no intent to watch them. Exactly. So he goes to do some investigating. And so he goes to finally pick up his coffee mug that he just dramatically dropped on the floor. And he sees Principal Ben sitting on the bleachers and just staring like yeah. like he's watching a game that's really boring. But I thought no it was game. like just super deep in thought, which I could understand having yeah. witnessed that. He's at school, you know, and he has the kids to like worry it's about, like, it's like look after. Dawson's Creek and he wants somebody to come up and ask him what's wrong. You know how they all I stare at the creek? I <laughs> fucking love a Dawson's Creek reference. Also, we have we need to talk about Riverdale more. I have never seen Dawson's Creek or Riverdale. That's because you're an idiot. No, it's because I watch like HBO shows like Secession and shit Ooh. like that. Oh. <laughs> I'm better than everyone. My name's John. <laughs> I'm the black what is version. happening right now? <laughs> I'm crazy. Oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, we just went a little crazy. Oh, my yeah. God. I think um, we're spot on. I just got shamed for liking <laughs> elevated entertainment. Uh, how many times God. have you... Go- now, I was poor watching Nickelodeon growing up. There's nothing wrong with Nickelodeon. I just didn't have it. <laughs> I'm sorry that you guys didn't have it in your wood-paneled houses. Yeah, I was poor growing up. Oh, okay. <laughs> I didn't have a driver, Michael. <laughs> we'll get to it. But, yeah. I did uh, not have a driver. Sure. Oh, my God. We'll get to it, Michael. <laughs> okay, Michael. Are we Michaeling you now? Yeah, I'm but- getting... Sh- Michael shit? I'm like... <laughs> Really, like dad's mad at me. Michael Middleman ran <laughs> out. Yeah, yeah. So he goes back to do field investigating, and he sees Principal Ben sad looking at the uh, field, and he's acting weird. Well, first he picks up his coffee cup. He Finally, drops. yeah. And he's like, "I'm gonna write myself a ticket because I'm a man of integrity." Yeah, right. and he is. Does Although he, he doesn't. Do no, he just throws away the coffee. Well, he cup. was going to, but the principal was there. Well, he wrote the <laughs> ticket to himself, and then he looked in a mirror and he said, "Suck it." He took us right, and he's like, "Officer, what are you gonna make me do to get out of this ticket?" <laughs> And then he took his left hand and he showed him. I can't believe I can't believe what I'm hearing now. So let me just run the listeners through what you guys are talking about. So you guys are saying that he wrote himself a ticket and then he got in front of a mirror and said to himself, what are you going to make me do to get out of this? And then he jerked himself off while molesting his balls. Yeah, that's right. uh, that's that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> I think we watched drastically different movies. Oh, I watched a different movie in my head. Yeah. If you're Timothy Oliphant, wouldn't you want to look in the mirror all the time? 
<laughs> Why would you ever look at anything else? Well, I mean, unless you're gonna... anyways. And at this point, he's looking at Bill, <laughs> and Bill shit. is just staring in a catatonic state. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Principles yeah. are lame. In general? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. So now we're back to Judy, and she's seeing patients, and there's a lady who looks exactly like Amy Adams, but is not Amy no, Adams. No, it's Blamey Adams. Shamey Adams? Flamey Adams? Flamey Adams Flamey is Adams. pretty accurate to what happens, uh, but oh, we'll get there. I would. Oh, too soon, Tom. You said it! I know. How did you say it, then blame me for it? <laughs> Blamey Adams? <laughs> anyway, she's really smoking hot. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> she's cute. I, I'll give you that, Mikey, yeah. All right, so she's got a husband that's weird. Don't they always? Yeah, listen, she the husband's fine at this point. Yes, but he's acting a little no, strange. No, he's not. She brings her husband in because he's acting bizarre. It seems mm-hmm. more mental health than physical health. Yeah. And then Dr. Judy does an examination and was like, he seems fine, but also not fine at all. Yeah, so watch right. him. Okay, so the next thing that happens is Amy, not Amy Adams, is at her farm at night, and Nicholas is her son, and they're hearing some weird farm stuff going on in the farm barn. They, <laughs> Amy Adams, not, I'm sorry, not Amy Adams. Flamey Adams, as Flamey. you call There's her. There's a tractor turned on with the thing Yeah, spinning. it's like, what do they call those things? Combines like a thresher? or a thresher? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So she goes out to the farm barn to investigate, and there's a gigantic wheat thresher or some, or some farm Something thing. like that, Look, yeah. we're not yeah. experts. No, we're, we're city people. We may live yeah. in Tennessee, but we live in a city, so yes. we don't know. But anyways, it's gigantic, and it's got lots of threshing blades, and so she walks right up to the blades and starts screaming through the blades at her husband to so turn off. So dumb. Why would yeah. you stand in front of the blades? Probably because she... they've been married 20 years without any of this happening before, and she's, she's just ready to go out? <laughs> I mean, no, yeah. I mean, they, they probably have a good relationship. Oh, well, and okay. she does pretty quickly walk around to the cabin, Yes. to see, and yeah. she sees that there's nobody in there. It was a thresher misdirection. It was, yes. yeah, classic thresher yeah. misdirection. You, you guys you guys have been there before. They happen on farms all the time. Oh, okay? yeah. And so she's looking around the barn, and it's a little <laughs> bit menacing. <laughs> but she hears her son yell. She does. And she then hears shows, Nicholas. So she beelines it back from the barn. More of a mm-hmm. blood-curdling scream. He sounds like he's being murdered inside the house. Yeah, so yes. she beelines so she it back from the barn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's trying to find her son, but she can't find anybody in the house. And she goes upstairs, and then he, like, jumps out and grabs her from yes. behind and pulls her into a closet where they're hiding. And he says, Dad has a knife. The son does that. The yeah. son does yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. This scared the shit out of me it's when she's me looking too. out the keyhole and then his mm-hmm. eyeball pops up right there. That scared me. He's right there and he sees them in the keyhole. And we think he's going to try to bust in, but he yeah. doesn't. He just locks the door. Yeah. And yeah. then he walks away. Which, which is even more scary, right? Is, and they're freaking out. Yes. And this is the darkest. This is one of the darkest things we've seen in a, a little while. Well, don't while. worry because he's about to make it real light. That's true. Ooh. Yeah, and it's so rough, man. We see that he is pouring gasoline down the stairs. How are you not throwing oh. your shoulder into that? I mean, Dude. she might have been. I don't she know, probably man. Did, but it's yeah. an old house. Which yeah. why there's a lock in the closet. I mean, it looks pretty well made too. Yeah. Like, I'm definitely yeah. not blaming her for getting burned alive right. here. Yeah, but this movie changes tone immediately. Yes, it, really does. it does. Yeah, because yeah. he walks outside and then lights a match, I think, and well, throws yeah. it down. Pours gasoline just... all down the stairs. Yeah, they're watching. They're both terrified. Mm-hmm. It's a really creepy scene. And now we'll give it to the movie that we don't see their reaction. Once he lights the match, we don't see them. Yeah, again. we just hear them. Which but is yeah. good, because we don't need to, and I didn't yeah. want to. Cuts back to a phone call at the sheriff's mm-hmm. house. Yeah. And so, they are going to the house, both of them, because she's the doctor and would need to help any victim. Yeah. And he's the sheriff. And they see him, and he's just sitting outside whistling. It looks like it might just be a house fire. Right. Except that we don't see the wife and the son. So, right. we're assuming they're inside. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then he's outside, and they're like, he killed him. Yeah, but he's catatonic again. Yeah. So, right, they right, take right. him and throw him in jail. It's an open and shut case for 
for sure. I mean, it, it is. is a wrap it up, boys and situation. Absolutely, yeah. Okay, anyways, we cut back to hunters in a swamp. They see a parachute stuck in some trees and then a dead guy in a water. In a, yeah, because it's connected water. to the guy who's in the yeah, water. Yeah, and it's really gross. And so we see back to the sheriff's station. Yeah, well, they're not crazy Do you yet. know what I like about this movie? Right. What? It explains everything. It does. It does, yeah. In like a cool way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they were in the water. They didn't have waders on. So they were in the water uh, where the plane was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the mortician guy who went out there as well to get identification yeah, off the guy. Yeah, he got really close to the guy. They were, He did. He had waders. Uh-huh. So did Timothy Oliphant, the deputy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this is not where they get exposed or they don't right. get exposed to because they're wearing protection, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that, that made sense to me. I love that this movie explains sort of everything. So we're actually not there we're yet. We're not there where yet, they're, yet. They're at because it cuts back to them receiving the phone call about right. it. And we right. see Bill yeah. just staring, standing yeah. in the cell, staring at Timothy Oliphant's like, that's exactly the look that Rory was giving Same me. fucking look as right. he says. Yeah. Holding that cup of coffee. Yeah. This man can't get enough uh, caffeine. I mean, he's got a lot of work to do. On so, <laughs> so now they are investigating the body that they found in yes. the swamp. So oh, now yeah. they go out and meet the hunters yeah. and the hunters sort of explain what they were doing there just taking the morning air or whatever uh-huh. like you're wearing orange vest and you're an idiot yeah, yeah. well and he even says put the guns away into the fall boys yeah, he, he like right. handles it in a very sort of letting them off the hook sort of way right because I mean they could have just not reported this body and honestly know? at this point I don't think they're really dicks they're just guys hunting before right. hunting season well I think the beginning of the movie explains like no one in this town is like dicks. Yeah, right. exactly. They're all just like regular people and some of them are yeah. a little meaner than others and some of them right. are and, just well, like And then you can tell like he knows them and he's like, come on guys, come on. Put the guns away till fall. Yeah, right. like, exactly. I like that. Or like I didn't see that, just don't right. do yeah. it again. Right. So as they are um, swamp boating away, the guy is like giving Timothy Oliphant some shit like, oh maybe you should just shoot me instead and so Timothy Oliphant is clearly upset still that he had to kill this man yesterday. Yeah, because he's like giving a shit about killing the guy in the baseball field. Right? Exactly. Like that's yeah, not yeah. it's like a day ago that exactly. he did yeah, right, and like, yeah, want to like how many of people in the stands would he have killed? So they stop the motor and they realize that they are in a swamp, but they're on top of a plane that has crashed, and we see yeah. the outline. I really like the zoom out. out because it was a very big plane, and so of course they ask the question we asked ourselves. How did nobody hear that this thing happened? Well, not only that, he already puts it together. He's like... Because immediately they go to the water yeah, place like, in water town. Place. Yeah, mm-hmm. He's like, uh, why wouldn't we hear about a plane this big coming down? This is bad news. Yeah, yeah. This, and this mm-hmm. is our drinking, our water yeah. supply. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he like gets a map of the town out to see like who would have gotten this water first. Like where's the right. first, like, origin of the pipe? And it's Rory's house. Yeah, this, this to me was like the last 10, 15 minutes of arachnophobia where they get the map out yeah. and they're like <laughs> doing the thing. But it happens super early in this movie which I really like Like, I did too they know what's happening immediately and they're literally for I don't know an hour and 20 minutes of the movie they're working against it and just being thwarted in every attack which I like a lot this is why I love this movie so much because the pacing is so good they get some of the stuff that usually takes half or more of the movie out of the way in the first 15 minutes and they do it in such a way that it doesn't downplay anything right well because the next thing that happens is they go to the mayor yeah and he's in his pool which I thought him having a pool and like water was gonna have something to do with it I thought he was gonna be like big shit crazy of crazy town but we never see him again he's like the mayor of Jaws exactly He's he like the mayor, the mayor of, Jaws. of Jaws, yeah. Where he's like, we can't show off the water. We're farmer town. We'll lose all the money. Right. I mean, he does say that, and that is actually a very good explanation for why you can't shut off the water because he would be bankrupting the town. Especially if you have no evidence yet. Right. You know? And Timothy Oliphant gives zero fucks about what the mayor <laughs> yeah, says. Man. I love this Which guy. Which I love too. Yeah. Timothy's yeah. like, well, you're wrong. I'm the sheriff. Right. Fuck you. 
I'm going to go turn off the water and steal the turny thing to make yeah. a turn. Exactly, because I don't want the whole town to die. He also like locks up the only water turning on utensil in the whole town. Right. So they're back at I the- I love that. I do too, man. The water main main. The main water main. The main, main. water main. The yeah. main water main. You might say he's the main water man, because he is a water main of action. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so now they're back at the sheriff's station, and we notice there's a bloody handprint on the cell wall. Right. Bill is dead in the cell, and his body's all gross and, like, has got, like, veiny black stuff on it. Yeah, his. it's clear he's been infected. Right, right. And But then he jump scares up because he's yeah. not actually that, He looks dead. like a zombie. Yeah. yeah, guys, it's crazy. Oh, I got it. Yeah. You say the name mm-hmm. of the movie. See? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I okay. love it. So they go to try to call probably like medical help. So the phones and the networks now are down. Which would be enough for me to burn down the whole town. Yep, that's like, what you said. Like if no I had internet. no internet, it's over. <laughs> right. You kidding me? Which makes me nervous because we podcast at my house and yes. you often can't get on the internet. Guest networks at a home place. Well, I mean, you have the real password, don't you? You gave it to me once I forgot. Wow. <laughs> I've never even gotten the guest password. Yeah, you know why, Mike? Yeah, we know what you do with your yeah. internet, Mikey. We're very scared of what would happen. The bathroom breaks would take much longer. You guys are so mean. <laughs> so now he goes out and the street is weirdly quiet, except for some lady who bikes through town. So weird. Singing, yeah. Oh, oh, what's your fun fact about My this My fun lady? fact is that she was the star of the original movie. Oh. Uh, the actress's name is Lynn Lowry, and okay. she was the star of the original movie. So that's a fun little cameo. But he also sees an SUV speed away, and the nears no, break. A black, government-esque A, a men SUV. in black. I wonder if it's the same SUV they, they run into later. It might be, that yeah. red-headed guy. So we hear breaking glass, and he goes into the morgue slash mortuary, and we pass the burned bodies, and it's really sad. And then he sees, like, a body with a sheet covered over it, and he pulls it off and the eyes are like craw they have little sewn I think it's the guy he shot in the very yeah, beginning yeah I think yeah. so too yeah. and Which, then he sees another guy behind him moving yeah. under a sheet yeah mm-hmm. And it's the priest. It's the priest guy from it the beginning. Is. And yeah. his eyes and his mouth are sewn Ugh. together. Oh, it looks terrible. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. And this is one of the scariest parts of the movie, I think. And so he, like, cuts the guy's mouth. Oh, and it's so gross and I oh, almost so, couldn't it's so look. Good. Yeah, he takes 45 seconds really gen- to cut every no, twist. he's trying not to hurt the guy. Yeah, he's, yeah, like, yeah. really gentle. And he yeah. doesn't know what's going on. And the guy's like, look yeah. behind you. And then we see the Undertaker. And the Undertaker, like, hits, hits him with something and knocks him down. It's like a medical stand of yeah, some kind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's probably that. But he's also got, like, an electronic bone saw and it's like yes. a circular bone saw and he keeps trying to attack him with it and oh my god it's so terrifying because it's like he looks a little bit crazy but not like he just looks like an evil homicidal maniac which is just a little bit crazy in jen's book i guess uh, yeah <laughs> like, that's no, no. insane what i'm saying is he doesn't have all like the skin disfiguration oh he doesn't like, look like a zombie like, he looks like just a regular exactly. murderer yeah just yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Not that it's okay to murder people with bone saws. And it's a, like a really tense scene. And so Timothy Oliphant finally like knocks him down. And I like, mean, Timothy gets sliced in the chest. He does. Uh, mm-hmm. And he eventually gets the cord wrapped around the mortician, the mortician. guy mm-hmm. and pulls the cord. And then he sort of makes him slash himself. Yeah. Which I thought was great. He's pulling it and like driving it into oh, him. And then it yeah. finally gets him, I think, in the neck. And he falls on top of the priest guy. And then at, like he's dead on the floor. But the bone saw is still on. And he, it keeps like bonking on. <laughs> The and it literally starts chasing Timothy across the floor. It does. Heading right for those. He backs up into a door, sweet, spreads sweet his legs, nuts. and it's coming right on at it. Yeah. It stops, and we look up, and we see the deputy has pulled the, cl- the plug on Right. It. Well, it stops, but it actually still is like, <laughs> mm-hmm. because oh, the deputy cool. just stepped on yeah. it. Yeah. 
Timothy Oliphant's wife owes the deputy like a lot of thanks. Well, fun fact: in the sequel, they actually name the baby deputy. Oh, n- yeah. nice! They're going to yeah. name it that, whether it's a boy <laughs> nice. or a girl. If you haven't read the book of this movie, right. it's in there, Mikey. So now Timothy Oliphant and the wife Judy are at home, and he's telling her to go stay with her parents and kind of being a little condescending. Is like, if they need penicillin, I'll tell you. Because she's like, these are my patients. Like, they're going to need medical assistance, too. And I like that they don't prolong this conversation either because we establish enough that he's concerned, but we don't have to see them keep arguing because she immediately says there's somebody out there. And so he goes to investigate, and it's the Army. And so the army has pulled them both onto a school bus and the deputy is there. I love that we're 20 minutes into this movie and the army's already there. Yeah, like exactly. Pulling everyone together. We're yeah. already at this point. And I think you even said at this point, that is not what I saw. No, I didn't see that next. coming until the very end of the movie. And it happens 20 minutes in. I was like, where the fuck yeah. is this going to go? Exactly. Because usually like Train to Busan, like them seeing the army is like the exactly. end of the movie. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Which is what's great when you escalate your movie because then you don't know what the next predictable step is going to be. Like right. another movie could have made them just fight those hunters the entire time yeah, right and i'm glad that we got more you know so unpredictably escalate your movies don't unpredictably escalate your relationships okay so they're on school buses <laughs> and they're taking them to the high school and we see a bunch of people in cages yeah and we see a bunch of tents and people in hazmat suits and they're taking and everybody's wearing like hazmat suits and, and gas masks and we see people like taking babies away because unlike now in 2010 <laughs> we had a government that could respond to these sorts of pandemics type situations right now i'm here for this if you stop at this point like that's one of the things they're doing in china that is effective and i saw some guy on the same thermometers they're using in this movie right and it's like in this movie they take you away and you get terribly murdered but well not yet you you honestly don't know that yeah if we stopped the movie right now we could say oh this is an effective response because what i've heard is like if you have a fever you don't need to go home and spread it to your family right you need to go to a fever clinic and be and stay there for two weeks while they help you recover yeah and that's how some countries not the u.s are actually effectively containing this you know so they're testing every resident to see if they have a fever and then right uh, the people who are well they're putting on other trucks to leave and everybody else goes until these like you know the scene where et gets really sick <laughs> a lot of uh, <laughs> yeah. the hospitals. Yeah, they're like makeshift hospitals. They're yeah. literally like what China of, set up for the coronavirus. A lot of plastic tubing yeah. and people in hazmat yeah. suits. But they're like doing... makeshift coronavirus tents, yeah. you know, like those kind of things. And so we're seeing people get separated. And so as Timothy Oliphant and Judy are talking about this, and because she's a doctor, she can drop she's in a little exposition. She's explaining stuff to Timothy, who doesn't right. know what the fuck is going on, because he's a great yeah. sheriff, but there's not really much yeah, medical training with that. she said it must be that. a virus. Yeah, right, that's absolutely. why they're taking Timothy. And she has a fever. Well, because she had a fever all month because she's pregnant, Jen. (laughs) Right. Well, and that's (laughs) probably when you guys learned that that's true. Yeah. That is when I learned that. Sometimes when you're pregnant, your your temperature is elevated just a little bit, and it doesn't necessarily mean you're sick. I didn't. So Judy has a fever. And so she they are dragging her away. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And Timothy Oliphant gets knocked out in the struggle and she gets dragged. This seems really powerful, them being separate. Because it takes like five shoulders, not shoulders, but five soldiers' shoulders to knock Timothy Oliphant out and they knock him unconscious with a gun or something they do they the very first x-men him right. <laughs> the very very first x-men when we first meet magneto as a child and so we see her on a gurney being like pulled through the high school and there's all kind of crazy shit happening yeah, in the it's room it's like a makeshift Mm-hmm. clinic and then into like a plastic tunnel and they give her some kind of gas and she says please stop no i'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. and they yeah. don't listen yeah but so then now timothy oliphant is waking up and it's like he's on like a cattle bus or something and so they're he's walking out and they're giving everybody wristbands and they're yeah. kind of just 
corralling and they're, and they're explaining things to people, things right. like they're that. They're trying to explain it, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And so then we see water treatment asshole guy. Well, because Timothy Elephant's like, hey, I'm going to stay and get my wife out of there. And he's right. like, don't do that. Just get on the bus. They'll explain everything. Everything will be fine. And that's right. when Timothy's no, like. No, he's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to escape. And he's like, uh, th- this might be our only chance to leave. Right. That, that's a fool's errand. Uh-huh. Yeah. You calling my wife a fool's errand? Timothy throws some shade right here. He, he does. does. It's great. It's but that's awesome. when he says the whole, if you don't ask me why I think it was staying for my wife is worth it, I won't ask you why you think it's not or something right. like that yeah. for if, your if wife. If you don't your ask wife. me why yeah. I can't leave without my wife, I won't ask you why you can. Yeah. Boom. Boom. And then he drops the mic and punches the dude because he's awesome. He doesn't do either he of those do things. That, but, but he does react he as heart. if he's been punched in the heart. Yeah. Well, then a truck drives out really fast and he vanishes because, you know, he he's does. Got, he does. He's got it was superpowers. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, while that has happened, she's on the gurney and she's kind of in a room where there's just a bunch of gurney people around. And some of them we can tell are already sick because they're like twitching. And they're like laughing and like right. crazy. But there's mm-hmm. like eight people in the room. Right. And then an alarm goes off and we see outside where all the people are in the cages. Then a red truck drives through the cages. Right. And starts shooting everybody. May or may not be fire department. And then everybody. It's, it's not. It's just a bunch of people with guns. Right. No, no. It's like two fire department people. They have fire department t-shirts on. And then there's oh, like okay. their friends in the back. Everybody has rifles. They all hop out, start shooting the army. And the army shoots all them. Yeah. And then the rest of the people. They get out. They, they get out. They swarm everything else. Mm-hmm. And like all these alarms going on. The army people are shooting people. And they're like, we got to get the fuck out of here. Right. The right. people in that red fire truck or whatever. They killed the whole town. Yeah, they're the reason that the town gets nuked. Yeah. 100%. What I like about that is their storyline, the people in that red truck or whatever, that is a movie. Right. right. That we just didn't get to see, which mm-hmm. I'm fine with because we don't too. need it. But like, that's a whole separate movie. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't think the government had bad intentions because they, I don't think they would have gone, gone in to like get people out. I think right. they would have just nuked it immediately. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Right. Right. So there's chaos at the high school and there's helicopters. And so all of the medical personnel are leaving. And I guess they're just saying, fuck all these sick people. They're sick anyways. You yeah. Know? Um, except that Judy is not sick. No. So she's, they're still like strapped to these gurneys and it's terrible. While this is happening, we cut back to the sheriff's office and Timothy Oliphant has gotten there and he's gotten his weapons. And another thing I love is that we don't have to see him take 20 minutes to get here. He no, leaves the place. Yeah. He's immediately there. It's moving the story forward. Well, I mean, because while he is in transit, we don't see him in transit, but while he's in transit, that pitchfork guy comes through uh-huh. and starts killing people who are strapped down to these gurneys, which oh. is where Timothy Oliphant's wife is. So as he's in the sheriff's office, somebody's got a gun, but it turns out it's the deputies. This is where yeah. the team gets back together. And it's sweet. Yeah. And I, the I really like, like I tried to drive out of town, but they spiked my truck. Mm-hmm. Right. They tire spiked my truck. Yeah, which is a little spike shadowing. Um, okay, so now we're back to Judy and Becca is on a gurney over there. And, right. they're, and they're talking to each other. Yeah, and Becca's like, scared. how bad is it? She's like, it's not that bad. Yeah. She's like, oh no. And then we hear a scraping sound. Yeah. And I said that the bone saw thing was super scary, but this is the thing that I did remember and that has stuck with me. Because just that feeling of powerlessness that's I, happening I think this scene. is Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Being strapped down to something and you mm-hmm. can't move and have mm-hmm. somebody just stabbing people next to you yeah. and working his way towards you, that is fucking I, I think the tension ramps up. I think this is the scariest scene in the movie. Because what's yes. happening mm-hmm. is Agreed. Prince Principal Ben, who's now totally crazy, is dragging the pitchfork down the hall. Bloody so hearing pitchfork. that, yeah, yeah. 
and so he's walking up to people who are on these gurneys and he's just stabbing them all the way through. And we see like underneath the gurney with the pitchforks coming down. And so he wa- he stabs two people and then he walks up to Becca. And so he's about to stab her. And then Judy distracts him by yelling, yes. Say, hey, over here, like Jeff Goldblooming her. Um, and so then he said, oh, I see another person. So he walks yeah, up. And Judy's like, oh, what? Just kidding, oh, just kidding. Why, why did I do this? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, and so, I have made a bad choice. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> well, and so he lifts the pitchfork up to stab Judy, but not so fast because now Timothy Oliphant saves the day and he gets shot. Yeah, shots, so, shoots him right through the heart. Yeah. Right, right, right. And so now they're all together. Becca joins too, yeah. Okay, so now they are all like safe and they've got their little four-person team and um, they're walking outside and they're seeing all of the dead bodies. And this is an interesting scene because the Timmy, Timothy and the deputy- Oh, Timmy. Yeah, I have written Timmy in my notes quite a bit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I like how in your notes you have a pet name for him. Yeah. Oh, he's my little Timmy. Okay. <laughs> his, his little Timmy's actually <laughs> real big. <laughs> so um, a deputy is starting to get worried that he might get sick. Don't worry, guys, because the virus has orders not to get deputy sick. Right, because the deputy does what the sheriff says. Exactly. And the sheriff says the deputy can't get sick, so it's a foolproof plan. It is, although, you know, if anybody could command a virus not to touch someone, it's Timothy Oliphant. Damn right. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of those moments that I do think is a little silly. One of the few parts of the movie where I'm like, what? I mean, he's trying to give him a pep talk. And he is. But maybe that's just, not his like forte. It's just weird. And I think a lot of this is just to kind of set up like you give me orders and I give you order like that. They're they've got this like teamwork. Yeah. It sets know? up what he says to him right before he kills himself. Right. right. Or I guess has himself Sacrifice. suicide by cop. Yeah. yeah. So now they're on Main Street and it's the same burning Main Street that we saw at the very beginning. Yes. And um, we see some baseball players like punching a dumpster, which yeah. is weird. And you think this would be the end of the movie, but we're about exactly. halfway. Exactly. No, I think we're, we're like, even a third of the Yeah. Way. We yeah. have an hour left because we paused it because you had to go to the bathroom. All, right, all the cars are booted, so they can't escape with any of yeah. it. Assuming Government the military did their car. Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, and we start to hear some gunshots and some good old boys like running after someone, and it's the it's hunters. It's the hunters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and now they're hunting But we people. also see that the deputy went to their truck and it was like oh this one's not booted so he was trying to like find the keys or whatever uh-huh. and timothy oliphant sees the back and it's covered in blood right so he calls him back and that's when we see that hunters come back yeah and they- we find out what that is when they open it later it's like a bunch of dead bodies because they've been like hunting people yeah, yeah become hunters for game. men yeah so now they're starting to walk away and they're walking under a bridge and they're having a conversation about whether judy's sick or not and he's saying well we drank the same water I'm not sick. You only have a fever because you're pregnant and it's just high. So we're both fine. And so now Becca just books it off into the middle of a field and we find out she's going to find her boyfriend. Because this is right next to where her boyfriend, Scotty. Yeah, they're taking a shortcut through farm. Exactly. Right. There. Yeah. But the girlfriend runs over there because she's not sure. I mean, Scotty doesn't know like, what's going right. on. Ah, Nailed ah, it. Were you going there too? Don't tell Scotty. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it's great. But anyway, she's like, oh, that's Scotty's farm. And then she just takes off. And I'm like, you right. deserve to die. Well, and then at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, I like this joke. Yes. Yeah, Timothy <laughs> Oliphant says, deputy. Stop her. And I just go, boom. <laughs> like, like he shoots her down. That <laughs> shit would have been hilarious. Very wrong, but I'd have laughed. Well, and so they get up to the the door of a, a barn, and they see, like, Scotty is there, but he's got a gun on them. And they're like, no, put the gun down. I'm your girlfriend. It's I'm not fine. sick. I'm not sick or whatever. Exactly. And he does not put the gun down. He doesn't. Until he, like, scooches out, and then mm-hmm. Timothy Oliphant, who was, like, right against the door, 
Hold right. a pistol against his head. And so then he does. And then they hug and make up immediately. Yeah, he's I like, oh, I'm sorry. I almost him. killed you. Right. <laughs> Please forgive me. High school relationship. I know, man. I it's know. just so <laughs> off and on. Well, and so they come in and they're talking in the barn and they're like, okay, I got to get my my mom and then we'll join your little Scooby gang, but right. not so fast. Well, the army. The mm-hmm. thing that happens that I think is a little assuming is the Becca is like, hey, get your mom. We'll have plenty of space in this police cruiser. Exactly. And Timothy Elephant's like, bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we do cut to him. Yeah, like, I, like, I don't know if we have Hold all that. Yeah. He was okay with it. He was. He was fine. Well, because what's he going to say? That's you true. Know? Yeah. Well, the mean, implication. He right. already made the offer. <laughs> he just has to like back away into the bushes like that Homer Simpson meme. You know? <laughs> um, all right. But they do hide out in the barn. They do. And they're watching as the army is there and the army is taking the mom out of her house. And they right. take her temperature and we hear the fever alarm go off. Right. So they're like yeah. going to take her away. Uh-huh. And this is when her son, who is an idiot... Runs towards them unarmed, right? And they right. just shoot him. Yeah, and then the mom runs towards the the son, and they just shoot and they her shoot dead the too. Mom, and then they flamethrower both of them. <laughs> Honestly, like it escalates so quickly. It she does. goes from being taken out of the house to having a fever to double homicide, napalmed, like right. in twenty seconds. All because of those guys in the red truck. Yes, here's the evidence that the army wasn't trying to do bad. They wouldn't be flamethrowing bodies if they were going to bomb the town. Yeah, that's no, true. I, yeah, I do think they had to bomb the town because they they couldn't. They lost it. control. Yeah, yeah, right. absolutely. And as much as I don't like that this is happening, I love that the story keeps moving and it's escalating and it's not hitting the same beats over and over. And over. I like yeah. that there's no like bad guy or like it's just an accident. Right. No, I mean, there's no like. Because what we're about to see, because now the army sucks. is trying to find the barn and they get one of the army guys yeah. and they pull yeah. him in and they take his gas mask off. And he's like, am I going to die if there's no gas mask? Because he doesn't know what the fuck is going on either. He even says, I didn't even know what state I was in. Until we saw the license plate. Exactly. Right. Yeah, they flew yeah, yeah. us in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I love that they included this because like what you're saying, like. These, they're just following orders. Yeah, know? he feels as much like a victim to me as the people in the town. He even says, like, I didn't sign up to shoot unarmed citizens. Right, and then right. throughout the movie, the, the doctor, the sheriff, the de- they all talk like this is a terrible virus, it can't escape. You know, like, like everybody's just acknowledging that like, it's just the situation that's fucked. Yeah, yeah, it is. And, I mean... And, like, that's kind of more like life. Like, there's no, like, really clear villains and stuff. It's just more We like, have some pretty clear villains. Well, yeah, we yeah, do. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, like, it. But it's complicated. And this yeah. guy who sure. has the gun that just shot the mom, he did it because he was under order. Well, he well, may not have been the exact one, but you're right. Everyone there is doing well, it. Well, the alternative order. is like, let these people infect the rest of the country. Exactly. Yeah, right. Which is kind of what we're dealing with right, right now. You know? Are you guys advocating rounding people up and shooting them and then no. torturing their yes. bodies? Absolutely wow. not. <laughs> I just want to go on record as absolutely I want to go on record and say yes. Yeah. It, but it is just a fucked up situation it is yeah they interrogate the soldier a little bit right and they do yeah get just a second of exposition which i love which is basically like i don't know what the fuck's going on this is my orders you know um and so but timothy oliphant is like okay we've got to let you go otherwise they will know we're here because they will know that you're missing right the deputy he's like please just let me go i won't tell i won't shoot exactly and And the deputy's like we should kill him and timothy's all like well they'll definitely catch us if we do that yeah right and he says, hey, that's my wife. She's pregnant. We're police officers, and she's 17. So yeah. please yeah. don't get us killed. Which humanizes you know? them. It's a exactly. really smart. It yeah, is, it and is. And it happens so fast, too. I love it. And then they do give him his gas mask back. Mm-hmm. They give him his rifle back. Uh-huh. And then he goes up, and there's like a guy who's coming into the barn looking for him. Who's panicking, but you can't see it behind his face. He's like, hey, man, we're getting pulled out. And then he's like, is anyone in here? And the mm-hmm. guy who was just taken hostage is like, no, it's just me. Let's get out of here. Well, he says, is there any crazies in here? They yeah. do. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're right. They said the name of the <gasps> movie. They, the way they shoot that is when they show the guy who was taken hostage, you see Timothy Oliphant in the corner like with 
their guns on him. Right. But I do think he would have stuck to his word because yeah. he doesn't really want to kill civilians either. Exactly. Anyway. It, but I did like it showed Me a little too. bit of humanity. Yeah, I liked it. Too, yeah. But um, I like what you're saying, Mikey, because there really are no villains other than the virus. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the people at the top that caused it. And right. even in that, it was an accident. I thought the whole movie, until we realized it was an accident, was going to be like a government experiment, like yeah. the CIA was doing it to see right, or whatever. Right, right. And it's not that, which I like. Okay, so now they're walking across an empty field, and they eventually get to their house, and they see their car has been burned out. Yeah. And, and she sees, I guess it's her baby blankets, but she immediately goes up to the laundry and starts taking it down off the line. And I thought that was a little strange. It's just so they can have that the conversation, just the two of them. But I yeah. Know, yeah. And she's saying the town is dead, and everybody we know is dead, and just really like nihilistic and the deputy's like I'm, I'm right here guys so they're in the garage and they uncover like dukes of hazard style police car yes um, which lucky for them he had been working on because now they have a car that's not booted but it doesn't have wheels oh, so they're so they having to wheel transfer on wheels onto it yeah do you guys yeah. notice that the no, tire. tires didn't. the wheels is the metal part that the tire goes around so excuse me the deputy gets busy transferring tires not wheels mikey <laughs> <laughs> you gotta get busy wheeling or get, get busy, busy dying <laughs> but he gets busy tiring he does yeah. and he moves the tires over he's yeah. tired out yeah <laughs> well and so she's getting some clothes and stuff and she's upstairs and she walks past her nursery and timothy oliphant is downstairs getting medical supplies to which mikey said i think i'd let my wife handle the medical supplies right. if she's a doctor she, right she has to get the laundry <laughs> yeah okay. i thought that, that was such a strange like yeah. moment because honestly if i'm a sheriff and my wife's a doctor i'm gonna let my wife handle what yeah, we need i'll get the right. guns you get the medical absolutely supplies. unless she made him a detailed list or she might have trained him because they were very well stocked yeah i could see that okay maybe. so she goes into the nursery and she's like oh wouldn't it be nice if i could have raised my child in this nursery and then we slowly pan into the corner oh and we so see, creepy yeah this was effective we see that rory's wife crazy style is standing yeah. in the corner of the room. And she looks half zombie. She does, yeah. We can tell that she's crazy. Also, she's just standing there staring too, so that's bad. Then down to Timothy Oliphant reading the details of his wife's list and getting all of the appropriate medical supplies and he hears the baby mobile in the crib going off, so he's like, oh. That's a bad sign. Right. Let me go check that out. Right. And so so he, he does. He runs upstairs and uh -huh. he goes in the nursery and he sees his wife like Tied strapped down mm -hmm. to a chair, mm -hmm. right? And then he gets got from behind. Well, he pulls out his gun immediately. He gets hit in the behind, drops the gun. Yeah, yeah. But, but it's not by the lady. It's, it's by, by the, the son, son of yeah. the guy he killed earlier, who is also half, half crazified. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. And as he's reaching, reaching, reaching for his gun, oh, whoever it shit. is. It's the mom. It's, it's the, the mom, mom does it, yeah. Stabs his hand into the floor. Oh, and, oh my God. Knife. Oh. Thus begins <sighs> one of the most tense and gross scenes, but also fucking badass Oh, my God, it's movie. rough. Ugh. Because his hand, like, it's mm -mm. stabbed there, and he's... Like the mom is holding the gun and saying, "This is the gun that killed your father." And she's walking up to Judy and she's to shoot, shoot to shoot his Judy. wife. And he's like, "I'm mm -hmm. the one who shot him, you fucking bitch!" Right, trying to like Jeff like, yes. yeah. He is like really diverting attention, but then it mm -hmm. works because she looks it does. over. Yeah. Well, you and look. At, it cuts to the knife where his hands like trying oh, to. He's pull trying up. to move his hand up the oh, knife. Oh my god! Thinking about it is giving me like Ooh. the willies. Yeah, so then he pulls the knife out. It's still through his hand, and he stabs her in the neck with the knife that's still Yeah, because when hand. she brings the gun and points it at him, he smacks it with his other hand. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he, the hand that was knifed to the ground, he pulls up so the knife is still oh. through it, and then he like high-fives her in the neck, which... Yeah. 
the knife goes through her neck. It's fucking badass. Which is where he gets infected, I believe. Yeah, well, I mean, this is the only part I have a little bit of a problem with in this movie. But yeah, it's the only scene I have a problem with. Because he would definitely be infected. And he thinks, it's already established, he thinks really fast in these situations. Yeah. I don't think he would have done it. I think he would have just like fought her in a different way. Mm. Probably. Not I, getting infected. Either way, it happens, and right. we know now, because we've seen the movie, he doesn't get infected. Right. Yeah. But, and I so, don't have a problem with yeah, it. Yeah, it's whatever. It didn't like bother me, but... We right. should acknowledge that it's the only part that only kind of bothered me. Yeah. I love this movie. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, Sam. Yeah. So he stabs her. She falls down and not so fast. The sun is there pointing a the gun at <laughs> I him. I did sort of love this because the sun has the slowest reflex time ever. I will forgive that because sometimes this the people with the virus have really slow, like, That's fair. Reflex. He may have been a little catatonic yeah. for a yeah. moment. All right, that's fair. But as he's about to shoot Timothy Oliphant, he gets shot through the window by the deputy. Yeah. 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 And so that's a really good shot. He is a good shot. He's amazing. And so now, um, and everybody comes up to like check out the scene and the deputy's there and he, the, cause the two bodies are moving and he just double taps the fuck. Yeah. He's not playing. And he's, he's I I guess, uh, zombie land came out the same year. Is what you're saying? Yeah. Well, I can't remember if it was surmised. You you guessed it did. Yeah. So, I mean, if it did, that's where he got this idea. Cause he double taps both of them. So now, because he just double-tapped everybody, Judy is thinking that the deputy might actually be sick now because, what the fuck, that's crazy. I don't know. I would probably be double-tapping people. I yeah, think I think so he's too. doing the right thing. I, I do, too. But anyway, he's done changing the tires uh-huh. on the car. So they go down and get in the uh, beat-up police cruiser. Right. And so now they're in the car, and Becca is coughing, and Deputy is asking if she's sick. <laughs> and it's just kind of this paranoia, like it, nobody knows if anybody else absolutely. is sick. Absolutely. It's like right now, if you go to the grocery store and you have, like, the sniffles, uh-huh. everyone's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so they're in the car, and um, and Timothy Oliphant's trying to, like, contain it, and he's like, don't lose your head. And there's kind of a tense moment. But then a helicopter sees them. Not oh. just a helicopter. An Apache it's, attack yeah, helicopter. It's amazing. It's so cool. I Which I think is the model that we use for a flame copter. I think so too. I'll have Shout to talk to, to our Elizabeth. artist, Elizabeth, about that, but I'm pretty sure that's the proto that she used. Well, I wrote in my notes that Mikey had a heligasm. Oh, he sure did. I do like heligasm. And honestly, we fist bumped because we're losers. I think you elbow bumped. You, <laughs> you guys really bumped. celebrated this. Yeah. Because the helicopter is now coming back to them. It was awesome though, Jen. Yeah, it's a cool like, helicopter. A car? And it starts turning around. <laughs> yeah, so they did what I did anytime I was being chased by the police in Grand Theft Auto. I pulled into a car wash. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now they're in the car wash. And yes. car washes are fun, guys. Um, but what so- have you done in car washes? <laughs> it's fun. Like Is the there no place you haven't made out, Jen? I like when they're talking. <laughs> um, because David is like really tense, and he's like, what magic road can't they see? And I like, like I think he says a lot of things. This is the only time he like has a breakdown. Yeah, he's getting a little tense. I think the movie is doing this to try and say any one of these people could be infected. Yeah, because everyone has sort of a little bit of a break here. The girl coughs. The deputy sort of loses his mind on her. Mm -hmm. And then Timothy and his wife start to sort of get at each other a little bit. But yeah, I mean, and I do think they're setting it up that anyone. Pregnancy is the cure. Yeah, it is. That's what saves you. (laughs) That and lead lined fridges. We'll get there. Okay, but now Becca sees somebody and then the car wash turns on. And this, it sounds like it would be really stupid, but it's really effective. I can't believe how much you like the scene. I it's didn't so cool. dislike the scene, but, but you, you love, love car washes like Mikey and I love helicopters. I was just going to say that because they're so fun. <laughs> like, you're, you're, I think it's just something else watching something that you're responsible for really gets you going <laughs> as an adult woman with kids. It is really nice. And you just get to sit and you don't have to worry about yeah, anything. You just get to lay back That's and my relax. whole life. And- <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the patriarchy, Mikey. It is. That's uh, true. With loneliness. a hint of white privilege oh. <laughs> and loneliness. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> loneliness. And those ingredients make up me. <laughs> oh. All right. So welcome back to this episode of Understanding Mikey. <laughs> <laughs> so they're going. They're trying to drive out of the tra- the car wash, but because they're all of the bubbles, they I, can't get traction. I really found this scene very very funny because the deputy sees something and starts shooting out the window. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then Timothy Oliphant goes, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "I saw something." Or I, I saw, saw a movement. I saw yeah. a movement. There's goes, moving everywhere. Is fucking Every moving. fucking thing is moving. <laughs> I, I know. Love I love it. I love that. <laughs> and then immediately. The car gets ripped apart by crazies. Right. Like yeah. crazies. Yeah. They're punching in the windows and everybody, they're trying to drag everybody oh, out. Yeah. And somehow through the magic of car wash, they get through the car wash and ever they're a little wet, but they're safe yeah. inside the car. This scene's not realistic because there's no like dryer at the end of the car wash. There isn't. There's no, no blower. You're right. Mm. What Jen was going to say is that when you're that close to Timothy Oliphant, there's never there's a dry never moment. There's never a dry moment. Uh- <laughs> is that what you're gonna say, Jen? No, I would never. I would never. Say I would that. never. <laughs> okay, so they're driving out and they're looking out the rearview mirror, but surprise, there's a crazy head, and the crazy head wraps a hose. That scared the it shit did. out of me. That might have been the biggest then, jump scare. Honestly, I laughed because of what happens is so unexpected, right? Yeah. Because he wraps a hose around Becky. It's Becky Becca. or Becca's mm-hmm. neck, and she gets dragged out of the she car. Does. And And then she's hanging up. This is the moment where I think Todd might actually start liking horror movies because yeah. one, it was a scary scene. He didn't get super scared, and then two, he like enjoyed it. Right, because he's like, "I'm sorry, I know that's terrible that happened, but it was <laughs> I funny." And we were I, like, I, I, that's I think it's the first time horror. I've ever laughed in that situation, and I did feel the obligation uh-huh. to be like, "Oh my god, I know that that's not funny." Well, no, right. We know <laughs> death isn't funny, but we like horror movies. That's yeah. part of watching horror. Yeah, you know? yeah. and it's that's insane. part of what makes jump scares fun too. Because yeah. what happened for me is I was laughing because you got scared, and I missed that they. were wrapped the thing around her. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, so I think it's an effective jump scare, too, because it moves. Yeah, it does. And then, and then she gets dragged out the back, and and she gets hung and died. Yeah, and it's really sad. It is very sad. Yeah, and so they're getting out to go see if she's okay. Everybody and just gets really hung up on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so they're out. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So they get out of the car, and they're check. All three of them are out of the car, which is good because the helicopter or the plane blows up. I love, I love the deputy's uh-huh. reaction to that because the helicopter like blows up the car. A missile, right? like a missile, just boom. Oh right. yeah, and then the helicopter flies over. So you know it was the helicopter yeah. that did it, right. and he's just like. <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck us, I guess. I, know. <laughs> I mean, that's a normal yeah. reaction. Well, yeah, because if she hadn't gotten pulled out of the car, they would all be they dead. They literally are saved by that crazy killing one of them, which is an insane sentence, but yeah. that's what happened. So now they're walking down the road, and we supposed that this was a good example of social distancing. And it reminded me of the Devil's Rejects shot where they're walking. Yeah, um, because there's like, it's a two-lane road, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and they're like taking up the whole road. Right. And one, like they're probably a good six feet away from each other. Right. We see the deputy's truck. Yeah, where he left it... Like, right. I don't know, 15 minutes into the movie. Right. We and don't actually see that part of it, but we, don't. we know it happened. Because he told us. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's undrivable. And so now we see another uh, vehicle and it's approaching. And Timothy Oliphant's like, I'm going to fucking take it. It's the car. black government SUV. It yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Timothy Oliphant's like, oh, I'm a guy with a pistol. I'm going to stop this SUV. Right. With the power of his Oliphantness. Honestly, he could have just done a blue steel and just made it stop, but he I, didn't. I think the car would have just ran through him. Oh, personally. it would have yeah. either run him over well, or just yeah. gone around him or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
But it doesn't have to because Russ takes the tire bonkers. Yeah, the tire spikes. And he looks like he's like really amped up and excited Uh to do this because he throws the spikes across the the street. wouldn't be? Honestly, it does look sort of dope. And he does. He actually says it, but they edited it out so you couldn't hear him. When he throws it, he goes, whee! Yeah. Like Jenna was just and then doing. he clicks his heels as he walks away. Yeah. He's like, let's see what happens. <laughs> because the thing, like. <laughs> <laughs> they they cut out the heel kick. But yeah. But the car hits it, or the SUV hits it, and then it flips away. Right. And then you see him start to run towards it. He's like, fuck yeah. Woo-hoo. He's like super excited that right. he just did that. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And He's so, like, I'm going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. And, and this does. is when we found out that Mikey doesn't drive himself around or something. Oh. Because <laughs> this is where we find out that Mikey's a part of the 1%. Right. Because Mikey, because this guy, this redheaded guy, Guy gets out of the SUV. Russ wants Deputy Russ wants to shoot him, but Timothy Oliphant talks him down. I want to talk to him. And yeah. Mikey asked, "Where's the driver?" But where's the driver? Yeah, <laughs> because Mikey's never touched where's a steering the steering wheel that drives with him for his personal <laughs> lunch. Mikey's never touched a steering wheel in his life. Yeah. <laughs> a steering wheel? How suburban! I know that's what simpletons use to direct their automobiles. <laughs> I just tell my driver. So where we to had go. to quickly explain that not everyone has a personal driver <laughs> to Mikey, right. and then we. We heard Timothy Oliphant sort of interrogate this guy. Right, right. And this is where we find I out. I do that love it, this scene. Yeah, yeah, this is where we find out that it was literally a accident. Uh-huh, no was, one meant for it to happen. Yeah. The government did go in there to help sort of contain it. Right. And then those rednecks in that red truck sort of right. fucked, fucked everything up. up. The the wife asked, How, what's the incubation period? He's like, 48 hours, you either have it or you're dead. Yeah. yeah. And he says it's a biochemical weapon designed to destabilize a community. Which we just didn't worked. mean it to destabilize an American community. Yeah, absolutely. So then he, Timothy is about to talk to him a little bit more and then a deputy just shoots him. Yeah. And so Timothy's real mad. They have a little confrontation. They do. And this is where the deputy... He gets all the guns right. and is like making them walk in front of them. Mm-hmm. Because they try to take his gun yeah. at first. And they're like, no, 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 it's fine. I'll just hold it for you. It's heavy. Um, and then he pulls a gun and he says, and like Timothy Oliphant's trying to de-escalate. Um, and he says, like, just give him a minute to think about what he's doing. Yeah. And we're starting to think that he is crazy. I mean, he, he is. He definitely is at this point. But he's pointing the gun at him and he says, one, two, three. And instead of shooting, he says, that's how many times I've saved your life. Which is true. Which is true, too. But a really dramatic way to say it. It is. And to be fair, we don't ever really see any other time when he's trying to like be murderous with them, you know? Yeah, I, I but guess you can, if it had moved along, he probably would At this point, we have. all know he has it. Right, and right. it does seem like it progresses in stages mm-hmm. because as they're walking, he shoots all the bullets out of the rifle and then uh-huh. drops the rifle, which to me was him sort of escalating the crazy. And that right. is essentially what initiates Timmy's like, okay, I have to confront him. Right, yeah. And right. his wife's like, no, don't do that, don't do that because you'll definitely get shot. Right. And then he sort of creeps up on him. And honestly, I don't I don't think it's a bad idea because if he lets the crazy progress, he's definitely just going to kill him exactly. when he's full right, on crazy. Right. So he's got to have this le- this window of time where he can reason with him to get close enough right. to do what he does, and he gets close enough, punches him in the face, right. and then takes the gun. And he's laying on the ground, and it's really sad because his nose starts bleeding. Now he did just get punched in the face, but it's crazy nosebleed, right? And that's when he starts to realize he has. It. Yeah, yes. and then he he looks scared, and he's like, "I'm I've got it, don't I?" Yeah, right. And he's saying he's like, "Remember that catfish I caught, yeah. and like mm-hmm. having this." Reminiscing I really moment. do like where he's like, can I just walk with you guys for I a while? Too. He's like, he knows he's going to die. Yeah. Right. It's really sad, but I think very effective. I do too. And he doesn't ask for the gun back. Cause no. I think, yeah, he just doesn't want to like go up. Cause he could have asked him to shoot me right now. And it's good that he did continue to walk with yeah. him, you know, for the um, plot at least. Exactly.
Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, and they let him. And so now they're walking through fields and they get to a roadblock that they can't get through. And so now Deputy is saying, like, let well, it's me. it's dark. It's dark now. It's dark, yeah. And there's, there's a roadblock, armed military people, spotlights. Right, right. All that stuff. But they can't yeah. get through it. And so he's saying, like, let me, like, you guys sneak through. I'll distract them. I'm going to die anyways. At least let it mean something. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a kind of t- touching moment between the two. Yeah, them, absolutely. You know? And then he goes up. And he's like got his hands up in the air walking towards them and they're uh-huh. like yelling at him, spotlights on him. And then Timmy and his wife sort of creep through. And right. my favorite part about this is that he unloads the gun before he does, he does yeah. it. So like he's like, I'm not going to kill anybody unnecessarily. Right. It just shows you how good of a person he is. Yeah. And I like that because then so we know. he's sick that he's still not right. still himself. Yes. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he got to die like knowing what he was mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. He has control over the situation more Right. Or less. Because he basically completes suicide by cop. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah, and because he raises up and they all shoot him, and it's really sad. But as he's dying, well, I mean, in, in fairness to them, he does pull the gun out. Even he does. they can't see it's unloaded oh, yeah. right. in the chamber, but we know that because we saw him do that. But right. they do what he wants him to do. He right. he's oh, a dead man anyway. One of my favorite parts because the it, it shows his perspective looking up at the, all the armed men, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Fuck you all for doing this. Yeah, yeah, fuck you for what you did. Yeah. 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 Well, and then the, the all those barrels in his face, yeah. and then it cuts back to Timothy and his wife, and you hear the shot uh-huh. that they shot him in the head. I guess. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's sad. It is sad. All right, so now they're at the truck stop, and it's really empty and ominous, and they see a bunch of, like, bullet shells on the ground, and then they see a bunch of burned bodies in the cattle car that we saw earlier with the wristbands around them. So we know, and we don't, I don't know if this was the plan to begin with, or if it escalated to this plan because of that red truck. I think that's what it is, although we don't know. I think at that point, everybody just spread out and was trying to escape. Yeah, right. And so, like, people probably made it to the truck stop and all this other stuff. Because they get out of the cages and they're like, okay, there's no way we can contain this. Yeah, absolutely. So, but we see that even the the healthy people, they killed all of them, too, which were the people that Timothy Oliphant would have been with if he hadn't escaped. Yes. And so they're talking in the truck stop, and I like how he says, like, if you want to stay here and die, I'll stay here and die with you. Well, I mean, I like the scene. (laughs) I like the scene because she's like, there's nowhere. There's nowhere to go. Yeah, there's, we're right. fucked. We, more we, or less. We're fucked. And, uh-huh. and he's like, "Well, if you want to sit here and die, I'll die." And I, right. I just just shows you what they're how solid they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so he starts going to get in the truck stop materials, and he gets a Zippo, which is going to be important, and he gets some outfits, which are going to be cute later. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> you love a man in a sweater. I do, man. They've separated, which is not super smart, but whatever. No, Maybe they need a the, little alone time. Yeah, sure. You know. Yeah, no, it's just what they have to do in these movies to make exactly. it more, you know tense because she sits down to eat she sits down next to some cake that looks delicious she didn't even eat the cake she, she got a glass of aquafina water oh and this is where we see the guy behind uh-huh. her yeah this, they do a really good job of not making these jump scares mm-hmm. which i appreciate it because it doesn't make it super scary right but right. it, oh, but it makes up it the really tension yeah yeah. yeah 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 and so timothy he goes and he sees the trunk full of bodies so now they know that the hunters are there and then the lights go out and she's in the kitchen, and she's got a knife, and then they find her, and this all happens really fast. But so she's running through the truck stop, and she's hiding in a cooler, and there are tons of bodies there. And we start to see the hunters, like, menacing around, looking for her with a knife. And then she's about to creep up to the plastic curtain to get out, and then Timothy Oliphant grabs her. Yeah, which was another sort of scary moment, or right, jump right. scary moment. And he's like, we gotta fucking go. Exactly. So they go to the truck. When and- they open that door, and the big-ass trucker falls out of it, I was like, oh my god, what right. is happening? Because he's dead. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, it was scary. But they don't check the back of the truck. 
Although there's nothing in the back of the truck. No, there's nothing there, but right. they don't check it, which was they a don't. problem for me because I've seen <laughs> right. Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> exactly. But they start trying to start the car, and she's mm-hmm. like, find the key, find the key, find the key. And he's trying all these keys, and he doesn't have the right Can't one. Find him, yeah. And so he goes to the trucker that just fell out. Finds his keys and tries to pull them, but they're like on a like a zip thing. Uh huh. So like, so he can't sticks. get them. He can't get them. And then you see one of the hunters break the glass and start like shooting at them. And right. this is where they split up because mm-hmm. she stays in the cab of the truck and closes the door, and he goes under the truck. Right. Mm. And this is so cool because yes. it goes into like the, the where you would do like maintenance on the car. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's I awesome. like when the camera's panning and you see her fighting and him fighting underneath. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Well, when the guys, the guy yeah. with the guns, walking into the truck and you see them fighting under it, it's yeah. really well done. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a crazy in the the truck pit, and he is probably one of the most effective looking crazies. I yeah. think because his yeah. like, well, his eyes are so fucking like they are insane, and he just looks so menacing. And we haven't seen him be a normal person, so he might yeah. as well be like a super crazy zombie. At this yeah, point. absolutely. Yeah. So they start fighting in the pit. He pushes some kind of oil cart at him, and it's then where they do oil changes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the oil cart change whatever mechanism yeah. thing um, and he lights the Zippo he lights the oil with the Zippo and it lights him on fire and so then he grabs the keys and rolls out of the pit and it's all happening really fast and it's really awesome meanwhile yeah, how does the wife dispatch with the other guy um, oh, oh yeah. yeah because when he gets in the truck uh-huh. he does the same thing they did and doesn't check the back exactly and then she learns the lesson of why you always check the back <laughs> mm-hmm. as she teaches the lesson of why you always check the back and blows right. his head off yeah it, it's Awesome. It is awesome, but they don't ever address how they quickly clean off the blood off the glass no. in the inside of that truck. Well, so they, they Timothy all squeegee from the gas station. That, Did you not see is. them go through the car wash? Though? Yeah, we're at two different vehicles <laughs> at this point. But no, <laughs> Timothy Oliphant, if you think about it, has to jump in the bloody soaked seat where like the brain matter is of uh-huh. that guy. And then drive out of there with like a blood stain right in front of him. Well, you know what she's doing? Instead of cleaning that thing, she's growing his fucking child. So she can sit back and take it. I'm break. not saying <laughs> wow. that she should wow. be in charge of the cleaning. <laughs> I just am pointing out how funny it is that he had to sit in brain matter to drive away. And they're driving through the night and it's really cool. And she's looking at the map. They're trying to get to the shortest road to Cedar Rapids that's like off. I guess it's not off the Shortest, straightest road, yeah. Right, right. Like least likely to be seen. And they're yeah. starting to hear on the Breaker Breaker 1-9 radio they're hearing a countdown. And I think it's at like 30 or 40 no, They have an army minutes. walkie-talkie. Yeah. It's all from the truck okay. stop. Yeah. Uh, but so they're hearing a countdown, and it's like at 30 or 45 seconds or something. She's like, what happens at the end? Of the-? He's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but we want to get away from that yeah. town. Exactly. And she's like, go faster, go faster. And she's like, you know what? Fuck your onboard baby and seatbelts. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, she, will not, you. she will not sit down and buckle up. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. It's well, insane. and so they're driving like probably at top speed for this thing. They're driving yeah. really, really fast. And then it hits to zero. And I love how this plays out because nothing happens for a couple of seconds. And then it's just this bright white flash. Yeah. And then we see and hear the explosion. It looks like a big nuke. It yeah. is a nuke. Well, yeah. a small nuke. Small yeah. nuke. Well, well, I mean, but there's a mushroom is there cloud. a small nuke? Like, <laughs> yes. It's big. If you I mean, get it hit blows by up nuke, the small big. town, but it doesn't blow up like. New York City. No, 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 no. No, It's not 50 nukes. Yeah. But so it's like they're watching it happen and then they're noticing that there's like the shock wave coming after and it's going faster. And I was afraid that it was going to like 2012, like almost get to the back of the truck while they're driving away, but it doesn't. It takes the truck out. Yeah, it it does. Tumbles the truck a little bit, which I don't know how she survived without a seatbelt on for that. Yeah, yeah. Movie magic. I'll let it go because I'm on board. So, yeah. So they get out of the truck and they're both. More or less okay. Dazed 
but okay. Yeah, maybe and then they a walk confused. back towards the street. No. I yeah. love the visuals of this scene. Though. Yeah. I do too. It's really well done for 2010. It's, yeah. yeah, it's really well done. It's pitch cool. dark, and now there's like the orange glow. Mm-hmm. As they're getting out of the truck, it sort of looks like it's like daybreak. Yeah, right. But it's not. Mm-hmm. It's nuke break. And we see the big mushroom cloud yes. in the distance yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. And now we cut to them like later in the day, and they've changed into their truck stop outfits, and it's really cute. Um, <laughs> but they're walking through a field, and in the distance we see a, a city. Cedar yes. Rapids. Cedar right. Rapids, baby. But then we see enemy of the state yeah. sort of zoom up. Satellite thing. footage of them walking, and yeah. it says Cedar Rapids population, whatever, initiate quarantine. Yeah, so it's like the movie is just restarting with a bigger set piece right. of Cedar Rapids instead of whatever small town they were in. And that's, that's the, the movie. movie. Yeah. All the credit, absolutely. Yeah. So, having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what did you guys think? Loved it. I love this movie. Yeah, yeah. it's rad. It's a great it movie. Holds it holds up. Was, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. I really like it. I, I think it's well-directed, well-written, well-acted. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why it's not more famous in the heart. I know. I really only had two very small complaints, and that was the knife uh, and how he didn't get infected that way, and then the wife not holding on at the very end. But yeah. I it, I didn't care. Like, I, I did not right. care. As remakes go, I think, I mean, I haven't seen the original, but, like, this is really good. And it I don't is, understand yeah. why it's not more popular in the horror community. And I wonder if it just, when the time it came out, it just, like, people were exhausted. Or, or just like, over it, maybe? Right, or, yeah. like, they were tired of remakes, you know? But I remember, like, it not being a big deal when it came out, but it's really good. It's, it is really good. It keeps moving, and it goes in places you it's don't expect so it to. so well. Pace. I mean, this movie mm-hmm. starts off with a guy walking onto a baseball field with a shotgun and him getting shot and ends with that town getting nuked. And that's the most boring part of that film is him right. getting shot. That yeah, field. like it's mm-hmm. it goes places, But man. it doesn't feel like it goes from 1 to 11. Like it feels like no, everything that happens increase. feels logical. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So let's talk box office. Okay. All right, so what do you guys think the production budget of this movie was? Probably pretty big. I'd 15 million? 5 million. Okay, it was $19 million. Oh, I'm so Mike, he was closer, right? But I mean, you're right. There's like a lot of set pieces of this. There's a, a fucking Apache a helicopter. Yeah. There's a lot of explosions. It looked like a lot of practical effects too. I don't know if it was. Jen might have some fun facts about that, but uh, it, but like it's just, it looks great. It holds up, and yeah. it, nothing really looks CGI-ish until the right. Day. So what do you guys think it made in its domestic run? I really hope it made its budget back, but I don't know if it did. I think it probably only made like thirty million. Fifteen. It made thirty-nine million dollars domestic, mm. so it did make its budget back. It made another. 17 international. So it's nice. a total of 56 million. And then it made about $15 million in domestic DVD and Blu ray sales. It could have been timing too, because this came out right at the recession and movies just weren't selling. Well, a that's lot true. Back yeah. Then. And yeah. honestly, it still made its money back and then some. It did yeah. very, very well. When it came out, it was the weekend of February 26, 2010. And it was third at the box office. The first movie was Shutter Island. It was Ooh. in its second week. Ooh. And then Cop Out also came out that week. And honestly, didn't beat it by a whole lot. And the crazies was right next to it. I'm going to have to go ahead and say that this podcast has taught me that if you are making a horror movie, don't release in February. Even if it's good, it won't make money. I think the biggest problem for that is that it went up against Shutter Island. Me too, which is also a horror movie, but with Leonardo DiCaprio. Is it a horror movie? Yeah. I don't know. I've never seen it. Shutter Island is good. Is it? Is it a horror movie, though? I I don't think it's a horror. I mean, I think it's psychological, but I would definitely put it in the horror element. Mm. All right. Well, that's box office. Jen, you got some fun facts for us? I do have some fun facts. Although, because it wasn't a huge movie i don't have a ton of them all right so we talked about how this was a remake of the 1973 film by george romero of the same name um apparently there was an alternate ending planned i don't know if it was shot or not but um the zoom out thing at the end where they're going to cedar rapids didn't happen but we see david have an outburst and a nosebleed 
Yeah, oh. well, okay, that would make sense with the is he infected or not. Exactly, yeah. yeah, and it could be that that's what that was leading to, and they ended up changing the ending. I prefer the one they used. I do. A I lot prefer the one more. they used too. Yeah, because yeah. I mean, as much as like we argue about whether we like nihilistic endings, with this one, I really want them to get away. Yeah, you know? I did too. Yeah, so I'm, I'm fine happy. with it. It also sets it open for a sequel with Timothy right. Oliphant, which yeah. I don't think you make this without Timothy Oliphant. Oh right? no, so, of course not. Absolutely. And so, I'm even on board with Rada Mitchell. I think it's Michelle or something. Whatever. I like her. The yeah. actress who plays Judy. Oh, his wife? Yeah, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she's not deserving of an oliphant, but like, no. listen, she does a great job in this movie. She does, yeah. So the first <laughs> idea for these infected were for them to be zombies. But the direct they thought that that was kind of tired and cliche at that point. And it was 2010, so there was just a lot of zombie stuff happening at that time. Um, and it, I think it was kind of like right on the tail of like the big zombie boom. Gotcha. You know? They wanted them to be more like hyper alive and to appear to be stressed. And so it almost seems like they have super strength, but it's more just like kind of a manic kind of murderous. I I felt that, yeah. And honestly, when they're in the nursery, like they have dialogues, like they They have lines, so they're not zombies. Which I think is creepy. I I love it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Because it's just like the virus just like takes away your conscience. You know, and it's and just amps up your aggression. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's not well, like rage in 28 days later where it's like one to 11, you know, yeah. when you're all of a sudden. Well, it's, it's different than that because it's less predictable. Right. Which right. Me, which it's makes just like them, totally crazy. And Agreed. I'm not shitting on 28 days later because I love that movie. But I That's like another that Thirsty Gen movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I like that this is a little different because it allows for that psychotic element, too, Agreed. which I think is really creepy. Yeah. Okay, so the makeup for this was inspired by rabies and tetanus. Oh, no. Okay. And a disease called Stevens-Johnson syndrome, which is a severe skin rash. Yeah, I don't know who Steven Johnson is, but I'm going to say he had a rough time. Yeah, Yeah, man. They're probably the doctors that discovered it. Right, their friend Bob had a real hard time. (laughs) It's okay. I looked up some pictures um, of this thing, and it, it looks like there's like the black parts of your skin. I think it's like a necrosis of your skin where oh, parts start to die. Gross. But okay. so like the veiny black yeah. stuff that we see that is directly inspired by Stevens Johnson syndrome. All right. So the makeup took about three hours, which is not super long, no, but I think but it's effective. I, yeah, it looks good. It really does, yeah. And the contacts that they wore covered their entire eye yeah. like the front part and yeah. they had to get drops every five minutes. Yeah, I've heard they're super uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, because if they didn't get those drops they would have permanent eye damage. Too. Yeah. So, And I really liked them. It wasn't over the top and it, they still looked like people which is what I yeah. like. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Okay, so Elizabeth Banks apparently turned down the role of Judy. In what? I love really? I, I She too. is awesome. Yeah. Well, because she was also in Slither and I haven't seen Slither but she thought the role was very similar to what she played. It is Slither. kind of very similar. Yeah. Kate CRG is a real news channel in Iowa. So there's a news channel that's playing at some point in this movie, and it's a real Iowa channel. And the guy who's delivering the news, his name is Bruce Ayun, and he is a real newscaster. That's cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool. And they didn't shoot everything in Iowa, but I do know that they shot a lot of it in Iowa. That makes it, sense because it, it looks like, like Iowa. Yeah. Did, yeah, and those are my fun facts. Well, thank oh, you for your fun facts, Jen. So, Jen, let's do that scary scale. Hey, listeners, our scary scale is a scale we use to rank how scared we were by the movie today. It's not a ranking of the quality of the film. It's how scared we were today when we watched it. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our 10 example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. All right, Todd, what you got? So, yeah, I'm going to give it a three. I feel like it was not super scary. It was a great movie, but really action-oriented, which I liked, Mm -hmm. and there were a few jump scares that got me. So I'd give it a three, but it's not super scary. I think you could watch this as a horror virgin. Yeah, Mikey? I'm going to give it a one. Jeez, because you're dead inside. 
<laughs> Mikey discovered a sound effect maker on his phone. So Mikey gives it a one. I'm giving it a three also. Really? Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it's effectively scary and it's really creepy in parts, but also because of everything that's going on right now, I kind of was seeing some of this and like thinking about it in a little bit different context, you know? Yeah. And I, again, like, I don't think we're going to get to the point that this movie does. I mean, we're halfway there. But I, it also like <laughs> made me, like, I, I felt like I was in the shoes of the characters a it's, little more than I normally it's would. Way different watching this like the stand when there's like not a pandemic like exactly we're in a global pandemic which yes. is like a science fiction concept until three weeks ago exactly or like two months ago depending on which party you subscribe to politically oh wow i mean th- there's a lot of truth behind <laughs> what you just said All right, yeah so i'm giving it a three okay yeah i think it's effective but so much fun like for a movie that's that scary like it's really fun it's a fun watch. action movie as well and yeah that's our scary scale so this week you guys made me watch the crazies yes. what are you guys making me watch next week you Mikey? guys you guys you guys uh, they're giving me my own month on the podcast i don't know what we were thinking but yes that is happening that was a mistake <laughs> april <sure>. is mikey <laughs> month this is where you need your sound effects or like oh 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 yeah, will yeah. you put that in? No, we'll get sued by a Carl Orff. So what are we watching? What are we watching? What did oh, I pick, oh Jen? Oh, my God. We're Mikey. watching They Live. We are watching They Live. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay, I actually watched a trailer for this for Patreon a long time ago. Uh, we talked about doing it a long time ago and then never ended up doing it then. Yeah. yeah. So I'm excited to see it. If we live. It looks insane. To record. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see. Anyway, so, hey, guys, watch They Live. Yeah, check out They Live for next week, guys. We actually got a bunch of reviews recently. For Mikey, read this in a Savannah, Georgia accent. It's from Kendra Spring. Oh, I wonder if that's the chick from oh, uh, that's the chick Den. Yeah, I love her. Yeah, she's great. Read this in a Savannah, Georgia accent. So, I feel like that's something you can easily do because you're from Georgia. No, you're from I'm from North Georgia. I, North from I grew up in North Georgia and went to school in Mississippi. So, okay, so this should be easy for you is what you're yeah. saying. Got to get in the character. <laughs> Let's do it. Well, I do declare. <laughs> oh, that's, that's not how it starts. No. That's like getting into character. I discovered the hard version relatively recently on the Twitter. <laughs> Michael <laughs> Rothman Twitter. of The Losers Club and Consequence of Sound oh, hey. recommended their episode on Sinister. And as that was one of the movies to lay waste to my poor mommy brain, <laughs> I jumped at the chance to hear the analysis of it. What would you call what we do analysis? <laughs> I, I would call what I do analysis. That's fair. I'll agree with that. <laughs> Coming from the Losers Club, a nerdtastic deep dive in literary and pop culture dissection of my favorite author, what I found to my delight and surprise <laughs> was the equivalent of 2 a.m. beers and late night exhausted hilarity of a midnight showing post-mortem with my very best friend. I, I think that's on track. Yeah. I like that description. I feel like that's a very apt, astute <laughs> description of us. I think so, too. As an American expat in rural Japan, for the last four years, and a former actress starved for the bohemian pulse of the city. This is a very well-written review. Listening to this trio gives me a burst of nostalgia so sharp it nearly stinks. Man, this is like a poetic review. this is a journey. Everyone else needs to step up their review game. (laughs) All that is a melodramatic way of saying, I nearly pissed myself (laughs) laughing several times per episode. Oh, man. Oh, thank you for providing so much joy with every episode. <laughs> for creating a Facebook group filled with oddballs and us. misfits yep. and the kind of Sounds love right. and support I've yet to find anywhere else online. Oh, that's Aww. super sweet. And, and to talk. 
Oh, that's me. For bravely subjecting yourself to getting the living daylight scared out of you and being laughed at on a weekly basis. Wait, am I being laughed at on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Oh. We're not supposed to. I mean, no. No. We're laughing with you. Good. <laughs> We're Good. laughing near you. That Thank feels better. Thank you for your service. Five stars. Aww. Wow, that was an amazingly was so well-written, sweet. awesome five-star review, Kendra Aww. Spring. Thank you so Thank much. You. Also, uh, well-read. Yeah, I'll yeah, say you did a great uh, job. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. the best review reading I've done. That yeah, was pretty good. That yeah. was like one take. I if say, you need me to stroke that ego, Mikey, I'm here to stroke it. Is yeah. that why you're stroking the mic right now like that? No, it's not. Stroking the Mikey. No. Ooh. Ooh. Is that what you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> to no. girls? No. <laughs> Talking to my mic. I barely Rafone. talk to girls. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you talk. They just don't necessarily talk back all the time. All right, guys. And if you want us to read your five-star review, leave us a five-star review and we'll have Mikey read it. Leave a funny accent like we just did or something silly that we can have some fun with and we will read your five-star review. Yeah, thank you. We are a member of the Consequence of Sound Podcast Network, so if you would do us a favor and check out one of their great shows like Kyle Meredith with This Must Be the Gig, The Assembly, The Halloweenies, The Losers Club Podcast. The Opus. The Opus, yeah. And their new show, Ghost Echoes. Yes. Yeah. And you can also check out their website Consequence of Sound because they have pieces about music and pop culture running all the time. Absolutely. And you can check out our website at horrorvirgin.com where you'll get Jen's blog and links to the merch store. And if you want to follow us online on socials, we are at Horror Virgin. Yeah. And if you feel like you want to help financially support the show, please do it. Patreon.com slash Horror Virgin. We got a lot of great levels with a lot of great things, a lot of bonus episodes, and we're in fact, we're about to record one of those right now. Yep. You get two of those a month, a lot of great video content, awesome stuff like that. And if you want some uh, daily free content, join the Facebook group. Guys, that's going to be it for yeah. us, guys. I, my nose has been bleeding, so I think I need to go check that out. We need to leave, out. yeah. Mikey, yeah. Yeah. go. I'm- oh, oh, God. Well, if you were wondering who I was going to kill first, <laughs> it's Mikey. Thanks for creating a diversion, Mikey. Uh-huh. Bye! Have a great week. Um, oh, I'm Jen. I'm Mikey. So, and I'm your horror virgin. <laughs> Tell you Fuck that all up. We're, it's like we went crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now have a great pandemic. Or have we gone crazy? Yeah. All right. That's going to be it for us. Have a great pandemic. Love you, mean it. Don't get arrested. Yeah, be careful. See you guys next week. Is See you at the riot. <laughs> Bye. Bye. COVID nerds. <laughs> it's topical. Have you heard of uh, Typhoid Mary? Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm I was... HPV Hank. <laughs> Consequence Podcast Network.